Welcome to the Basically Famous Podcast, where we're taking our notoriety to the mic and no topic is off limits. I'm your host, Wendy. And I'm your host, Spencer. Each week, we talk about life's bullshit, our hot takes, and make one of you basically famous too. Okay, so <laughs> hello, welcome. Welcome in. Yeah. Um, Spencer just came over and we were just talking. I was like, no, 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 hit record. So she came over <laughs> And she's kind of talking with the list. She's just thinking I'm in a bad mood. Uh, well, that's I was treading lightly. We were handling a little bit of business. Oh, no. But she's like, I have some advice segments. I was like, well, I have plenty to say. She's like, well, good, because I can't. She pointed at her lip. I'm like, oh, you I broke said, your tooth off. I said, yeah, you guys, if you watch my stories, I so many of these. Which tooth? The front one? Uh, No, back oh. here. It's okay. the number five or whatever the one okay. right behind your canine okay when i tell you so many of the you heifers were like picture or it didn't happen yeah i was like fuck I off i asked for a picture well i would have shown you a picture but i wanted it to be the front one though oh my god <laughs> i'd be no you don't understand i'd be in hysterics oh yeah i'd be losing my shit um this one is like thankfully i don't have like a cheshire cat smile so you can't really see my right. side teeth that much but like yeah, it's a thing, but the, it was a really bad break. Eating pirate's booty. Which, yeah, when you said that, I was like, what? Like, air. You was eating a pirate booty. But you know how, like, some... <laughs> right. This is why I don't eat ass, y'all. <laughs> it will break your tooth. <laughs> but you know how sometimes when you're eating pirate's booty, you get, like... Or, like, any, like, Cheetos, whatever. Any of those, like, airy snacks, you'll they'll sometimes mm. have a hard bit. Mm. So I thought that's what it was, and I took it out, and I said... Fuck me. I was like, that's a tooth. a tooth. And I went and I felt the jagged edge. It broke up under my gum line. Mm-mm. So, yeah, I had. So the next morning, thankfully, I had already had a root. I had a root canal on that tooth oh. like a couple years ago. So was that a discount then since I didn't have to do that much? I wish. But it just meant that I didn't have like crazy nerve pain when I broke it. Thank oh. God. But when I went to the dentist the next day, I mean, the incision is all the way up into the roof of my mouth. What? I, okay, knock on wood, thank yeah. God, not to brag, but I've never had a tooth issue. But oh Mike my God. and you, two people that I talk to very frequently, y'all always got some teeth going. And it's very painful from what I can tell from both of y'all, but I cannot, so they had to cut your gum open? Yeah, well, to get the tooth out, and then I had a bone graft put in, so. Okay. Um, so I've got like a mouthful of stitches and it's really sore. Um, I didn't know it was like that. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I had no <laughs> idea it was like that. Oh, it was bad. Well, the, they were like, well, like it, the tooth has to obviously come out. Like there's no saving it. It's broken up above the gum line. Mm. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And then they said they would need to put in a bone graft. Um, Where do they get the bone? Uh, that's what I said. I said, what kind of animal is this from? I think it's bovine. I think it's a cow. <laughs> Oh, no way. I'm not sure, though. Don't, don't. Wow. But it's. Um, that anyways. pirate's booty doesn't stand a chance no. next time. <laughs> no. So, anyways. Oh, did you Wendy's put the tooth in the, the tooth, Harry? Listen, literally the first thing I said to Wendy, I think, was like, I'm going to need me one of you those. that tooth box. Um, See, y'all, y'all hated keepers. on my tooth box. And then now, <laughs> it was multiple con- people have been like. It was hey, the universe. That would come in handy. See? It was karma. And then, of course, after I left left the dentist's office i was like oh i should have kept my tooth for the stem cells see but i didn't girl (laughs) wow i'm telling y'all y'all act like you don't need a a tooth you never know when you need a tooth your own tooth in a box and it's convenient (laughs) it's tiny it's concealed they have pink and purple ones that are really cute um yeah click on our link (laughs) you know what i'm gonna i'll uh reshare that and that way if anyone's in the market for Mm -hmm. a tooth Mm -hmm. uh, box (laughs) you can do that you just never know when you're gonna be eating some pirate's booty man that was a hot take in dms too because people either really thought it was weird and i would say a good majority most people had bags of teeth or like their parents one person messaged me if you're listening to this please rebump your message it was hilarious she's like yeah on my wedding day my mom handed me a bag of teeth and was like i don't know what to do with this anymore that's hilarious like, stop it not on your wedding day well we were just out to dinner with our friends and um her mom and her mom said she was like yeah i got a bag full of breeze teeth see <laughs> it's not so weird no, it's um, so weird but i understand the purpose yeah, but so, I'm glad that you know. your tooth is okay and that 
Well, that your well, mouth is okay. Dead. So you just don't have anything there right now. Are you going to have one put in or? Yeah. You are. Yeah. That's why we did the bone graft so that I could get the Do implant thin. or whatever. Wow. You're really uh, starting 2024 off crazy. Yeah. Tell me how. Yeah. $1,700 mm-hmm. just to have this done. By the time it's all said and done, an implant is like $8,000. Mm-hmm. Eight. No, ma'am. Thousand dollars. That's a lot. Swipe up on all of Spencer's links. <laughs> Literally, I'm poor and I need teeth. Help me. I need poor. I mean, I need money. Help me. I need poor. Oh now. my god, it makes me think of that. Uh, do, do you watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Not much anymore. That was okay. my favorite one at one point. Well, the last, um, the last season, and again this season, it got mentioned. There's a charity that Dorit mm-hmm. uh, works with, and it's called like Toothless Not Homeless. <gasps> Like it's the worst name for a charity and nobody can ever say the name right. They're like homeless, not toothless. And they're like, wait, homeless and toothless, toothless (laughs) and homeless, Mm -mm. toothless, not homeless. Like nobody can remember. And why is it called that? (laughs) What's the meaning behind that? I have no idea. Oh God. Okay. Well, all I know is that they get dentists to give people implants for free. So it's like, I don't qualify for that. I'm sure because I'm not homeless. But you might be if you keep having to buy teeth. (laughs) (laughs) You keep having to. I might be. Just eat soup Um, for the next like couple months. Well, let me tell you, I don't have, did you have your wisdom teeth taken out? Yeah. Okay. Did you get dry socket? No. You You lucky, you lucky bitch. I did everything right because I was so paranoid and I still still got dry socket. When I tell you I would rather eat geriatric mush meals for all of the rest of my days no. than have dry socket again. It was the worst. When did you have your wisdom teeth taken out? When you were a grown up or a kid? Yes, an adult. I was, was worse when you were an adult. I had it when I was like 18 on my mom's insurance. Oh, I no. To like I was it. living down here. So I was in my 30s. Oh, I just see, they say it's worse for adults. That's why you got to get it when you're younger. Or, oh, I never I never had, had any issues. And then... um. My one wisdom tooth was like actually turned sideways in the gum, like facing my back jaw. Yeah. And something shifted. And so then it started irritating me. So I had to have it taken out. But it was so terrible. So I'm like so extra paranoid Mm. now. Like I'm like, can I still get dry socket? Can you? (laughs) With a bone graft? They were like, yeah. It's like, okay, cool. Oh, no. Yeah. So, I mean, I haven't smoked in days. Good for you. You're starting off. Kind of good. <laughs> right? Lose a tooth. Listen. But, and also lose a bad habit. You know what? You kicked a habit mm-hmm. and you lost a tooth, but that's okay. Because I think one would kill you more than the other one. Right. Right. Like, Anyways, the moral of the story really is um, don't eat ass and... <laughs> and have dental insurance. I do have dental insurance. That's oh, the crazy God. thing. Yeah. Ugh, I was, I'm that's a self insurance because I just am. And so whenever we, me and Fisher go to the dentist, I just like pay out of pocket but don't get me wrong. There are times and I'm like, dang, like, but it really me? isn't that like, it isn't that big of a deal. I mean, yeah. insurance or not having dental insurance. No, they like, give you a cost or a price break when you pay cash. And for two cleanings a year for each one of us, it's like, yeah, I bad. pay $130 a year for my dental insurance. Oh. And then, yeah. So my, it's really not bad. Wait. So does that cover cleanings? A hundred percent of the cost of cleanings, but they only pay out $1,500 a year. I need your guy. So I need your, is that through your work? Um, or it, is it separate? It is, but it's Delta Dental. And I honestly, I've gotten den- Delta Dental outside of work and it's not that much different than that. Okay. Cause I definitely pay a couple hundred dollars per cleaning. Yeah. Um, and I usually sign up through their like in-house insurance, but really it's, you're paying like $600 for the year and it gives you your cleaning plus whatever. And I have yeah. knock on wood don't have any dental issues. Wait, did but I figure do that math right? Mm-hmm. I didn't do that math right. Who? I Why? actually pay a lot more than that. Okay. Hold on. Well, never mind. And that's rude. No, now I'm curious. Oh God. Because I think I did the math. I forgot that it's um I was thinking it was eleven dollars a month and I was like, man, that's cheap. Yeah. It's not. It's eleven dollars a week. <laughs> okay, but still that's still not that's terrible, not bad. right? Mm-mm. So okay. Five hundred and twenty dollars? So, Figure eleven dollars times fifty-two weeks in the year, right? Like so five hundred bucks. So okay, so five seventy-two is what I pay, and then they pay out fifteen hundred dollars. Uh, well, technically, that's for me and Robbie. So, so they pay out three thousand dollars. Yeah, your tooth is free. Mm. Taking it out was when you <laughs> when you get it in, it's free. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna back. space this out over Go six on. years, then it'll be free. Thanks, girl. Anywho, right, anywho. that's my the. The story of my lisp 
on this episode. I love that for you. Okay, um, so yeah. I have a medical story for you oh, because you know we me, just sister. can't go unscathed. And a couple weeks ago, you know, my knee started hurting, but I'm on my feet a lot. And shut up about the knee jokes. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're on your knees. No, I stand and the weight buckles my knees. <laughs> but my knee was kind of hurting. And I was like, dang. And so I kind of chalked it up to like a little tweak. You know, you just tweak it. We're getting older, whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then when we went to Great Wolf Lodge, I sat in the back seat. And I was like, man, my knee really does kind of hurt. And then I felt a knot on the back of my knee. And I was like, is a blood clot. So I started. On the back of your knee? Yeah, like right here. And so I started like planning my funeral. I was like, I'm going to die as a blood clot for sure. That's what that is. <laughs> and then I Googled it and then really thought I was going to die. Uh-huh. But it could have been a cyst or it couldn't be a blood clot. Yeah. And so, of course, all the symptoms are like the same. It could be this. Yeah. Be you know, not one's life threatening. One is not great. So I spiral and I was like, oh, my gosh. So anyway, we got home Friday and I told my mom about it. And then Saturday, mom's like, you, we just need to go to the urgent care. Cause then I started having like a warm sensation going down my well, leg. I was just going to say, usually that if it feels like warm to the touch. Well, it that's didn't like, feel warm to the touch, like a blood clot would, mm. but this sensation, I could feel it. It almost feels like you're peeing on yourself. You know, it runs down. Mm-hmm. Like you can literally feel it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm too young for this. And my family can't survive without me. And we have basically famous, like what is happening? So I went to the urgent care turns out it is a baker cyst and it's just like a, a fat baker cyst yeah i've never even heard of that right. i don't even bake so i don't know why it's called that but it's like probably because you're on your feet all the time and yeah. so would a baker oh maybe i guess i don't know but it seems misleading because i'm a hairstylist but okay they also you can get them it's in your too wrist long. Hairdresser cyst. All right, it doesn't. It's not the same landing of it. I get it. But yeah. it's also called, I think, a Bible cyst or something. You can get it on your arm. Like, one yeah. of the girls at work was like, oh, yeah, I've had one right here. It was a Bible cyst, though. I'm like, oh, it's the same thing. That's what it says on Google. Anyway, so that's what it is. And I'm like, no. So, basically, it just is there. And it can rupture. It can leak out. They can uh, put a needle in it and pop it. They Ooh. What? what and then a client was like well I had one of those too but it actually was from a meniscus tear and then it caught I'm like oh my god so can you actually see it or can you just feel it like if I were to look at the back of your knee could I see it um, or you, you just maybe, notice it because you feel no, it? no you could feel it and I can feel it and you could probably see it a little bit but so not, it's not like it's you know some bulbous thing no, coming off the back of your knee well, not yet good. and I hope to god it, it they can grow they just get bigger oh. it's just a fluid filled yours track. won't it better not. It's just oh. a fluid-filled sack. Oh, That's pop it. the name of this episode. Fluid-filled sack. <laughs> <laughs> better than dry sockets. <laughs> I got fluid-filled sacks. You got dry sockets. Uh, uh, hopefully not. But anyway, I was like, no. are Knock you kidding Knock on wood. Me? No dry sockets. We're not starting 2024 off, off like this. No, it's fine. You're we're just getting it out of the leg. way. We're just getting it out of the way. Okay. So then the rest of the year can be great. Well, we're capped out because yeah. it freaks me out, though. I was talking to a client today. I'm like... You know, it's like that saying, it's like health is wealth until you don't have it anymore. And it's so freaking true. When you get sick or when you get like hurt or sick or injured or whatever. Yep. Then I'm like self-reflecting. I'm like, you should have been doing this and you should have been doing that. You got to protect your body, like all these things. So now I got like some magnesium dissolvable tablets. I got my B12. Like I'm going to kick it into high gear because that's one thing your girl's going to do. She's going to research. Got my tart cherry juice. I'm going to get some knee braces. Not braces, but like the little... (laughs) Um, like Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Run, run, Wendy, run. run. But I'm like, oh my gosh, we are too. We are just too young for this. We are just no, too I young. Ag- I do agree. Um, Mm-mm. so that's why it's just fine. We're we're we, gonna we're done. We we have to have a quota, right? We can't have everything be you know sunshine and daisies. Okay. So. Well, hopefully. We're done then because I'm over. I would really like to be done. Mm. <laughs> this this was enough for me. Yeah. Um, okay. So we do have an advice submission today. Perfect. Um, so let me pull that up. Okay. <clears throat> uh, hi, ladies. I wanted to get some outside opinions on this um, and advice for handling my situation. So my husband and I have been together for three years and and on and off again before that. And we have an 11-month-old daughter. My mother recently passed away and I inherited two properties. One property has a livable but not in great sh- or has a livable but not in great shape house and the other one is just land. I would preferably want to keep at least one with the house and rent it out. 
Uh, my husband is against this because maintenance will be on him, but I think it's something that we can figure out. He wants me to sell both of them and put the money back into our current house. I am against this for a couple of reasons. One, the house is in my father's name or in his father's name and won't be in his until his father passes away. His siblings could always fight this and we would be out of the house and the money. I don't know how it would work if we got divorced and the house was in his name, so I would potentially lose that money and a house. Three, whenever we get into our worst fights, he always tells me to leave or threatens to kick me out. This is not often and most of the time a relationship is great, but still, if he did actually follow through, then I would have a place to go. He is really putting the pressure on me, even though they are not in my name yet, and I know it will get worse when once they are in my name. This has caused several fights between us, and I honestly get his side. I really do. He has pretty much supported me and our child for years. If I do sell, I want to pay off our credit card debt, get a few things we need, and put the rest into an account or investment to revisit what we can do with the money later on. He makes very good money, and he would just check spending habits for a couple of years. The house... Oh, sorry. God, it would be great if my phone also wasn't cracked to death and I could read. He makes very good money. And if he would just check spending habits for a couple of years, the house would already be done. I am one year away from finishing school and will be making livable money once I'm done. He thinks I do not appreciate him or what he does for us, which is not true. I've calmly told him how I feel, but it just causes more arguing. He said I was basically planning for divorce and that's fucked up. But honestly, um, if he, but honestly, if he never threatened to make me leave, I would be much more open to this idea. We've gotten into some really nasty fights about this, and I'm wondering if I'm just being selfish and not appreciative of him, especially because he has supported us. I do not want this to come between us, but I think it would be stupid of me to sell, and I would be so fucked if he kicked me out because I wouldn't have a place to go. Let mm, me tell you what, mm. don't you dare Full put stop, not one penny of your money into a home nope. that you're not listed no. on. No, no, that's not, no. Because first of all, for him to threaten that, he sounds like he's planning on divorce. Mm-hmm. Second of all, you have a kid and I'm a firm believer, like first things first is you got to make sure you and your kid have somewhere to go. And if he's being that like, I don't know, aggressive or like that bullish. I don't know the right word, but like being so like adamant about you selling. No, because don't you want to have a backup plan? God forbid that you ever need it. But just in case, no, you got to have your crap figured out. And if you like, it would be, I mean, if it were me, I'd want to keep both properties because if you can afford to pay the taxes on them annually, I mean, they're only going to make more value for you. But sure, let's say you sell off the one with the land. Okay, you pay off your debts, right? You get Mm -hmm. debt free. You put a little nest egg aside so you've got some money to live on if, you know, God forbid something happens or case of emergency. Mm -hmm. And then you've got money to do like what you said, invest and then keep that other property with the house to rent out and have a backup plan. Because honestly, he sounds kind of like a dick. Yeah, for sure. And I would probably sell the land Mm -hmm. one just so whatever. I mean, real estate is, they can't make more of that. So I understand people, it's so smart to have land because eventually you can name your price, especially if you don't need that money right now for like living, but I'd probably sell it and then have a nest egg. And if there is any maintenance stuff that goes on, then you can always hire somebody with some of that money and, and you're still making. But especially because the house you live in isn't, it's not even that it's like not in your name. It's not even in your right. husband's name. No, no, like, cause you would literally risk everything and not even in a trust like no. there. Yeah, there is, that is pissing money away. Yeah. That is throwing, especially if his siblings can fight that. Yeah. Oh no, ma'am. No, I would not do that. I would definitely keep a place. Like I said, being a mom, Fisher's always like on my mind with any type of decision. And I would 1000% want to make sure mm-hmm. God forbid shit hits the fan. You got somewhere to go. Otherwise, what are you going to do? Can't get anything from the sell of the house. Right. Cause it's not even in his name. So you couldn't even legally be like, well, half is mine. No, it's not even his name. Right. Girl. No, don't do it. And also it depends on financially. Is he a 50, 50 guy? Cause that would really come into play for this. I was just going to say the Some same guys aren't thing. Like that. I'd be like, well then no, <laughs> you ain't get, I know people personally that inherited a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and money and they kept it to themselves. Not 
not necessarily because they were like going to get a divorce, but because their husband is so like that. And they're like, no, then this is my money. I inherited this. So depending on your relationship, it might be like that too. But like, okay, let's say theoretically, I mean, I'm assuming she's saying she's in school and she's a mom. Like I'm assuming that she's not contributing financially well, she said to the he household. Su- supported them for the last couple of years. Well, yeah, so. but that doesn't mean it's like a hundred percent. I mean, a lot of times they're just like the breadwinner or whatever, but yeah. uh, regardless, if he's wanting you to contribute more then offer to pay for things that are going to actually like food or utilities mm-hmm. or like offer to pay for those kinds of things. And that yeah. will make him more liquid to invest yep. his money into the home. If he wants to do that, because ultimately, you know, that's his risk that he's choosing to take. Yeah. That's, that's the only way that I would contribute money to yeah. the house As I'll say, sure, I'll pay for groceries from now on, or I'll pay whatever. And then right. that frees up capital for him to do with what he wants to the home whatever yeah but no don't you dare Mm -mm. sell off your inheritance and then use that money for that no that is literally giving somebody all your money basically and being like i trust you don't do me wrong Uh here's what i wish they would teach in school taxes being smart being business owners we needed all those things let's be honest we needed all those things (laughs) but just in general i really wish they would teach financial literacy yeah For sure. But especially like for women. And I know that probably sounds very like sexist or whatever, stereotypical gender normative, whatever bullshit you want to call it. But it's just facts are facts. I mean, there are still very clear gender roles when it comes to money for a lot of people because until a man can start popping out babies, it just is what it is. Right. And I feel like so many women pigeonhole themselves and get themselves in really difficult situations and we've talked about it before and I got a ton of dms after the the conversation and it was about women who um you know or saying that people should get prenups no matter what because especially if women leave the workplace once they have children you know they're missing out on those years of building their career yeah. and building their salaries and then they have to go back into the workplace and start you know way over. lower yeah or god forbid they get left while they're still a stay-at-home mom and then it's you know it's like no you have to protect yourself like the work you're doing at home is still work yeah so you have to be compensated for that that has to be an agreement between you and your spouse and it's so different too based <clears throat> but women- on state by state like not yes. every state's a 50 50 and i think a lot of them are but in the mom groups Right now, I don't know if it's after the holidays or what. I swear to God, every other day, somebody is asking about, it's an anonymous post, Mm -hmm. and they're asking specifically about very similar situations where it's like, I've been a stay-at-home mom, my husband doesn't let me spend money, or is, you know, whatever. They're getting in these situations, and you read them, and you're like, oh my gosh. That being said, people will go in the comments, and some of them are attorneys, and they're like, well, legally, this is what you can do. Now, again, this is specific to North Carolina. Those are the mom groups that I see, and North Carolina luckily is a 50-50, so it doesn't matter, but a lot of these men, from what I read in comments, they're the ones that are so aggressive, and like, you're not getting anything. I'm taking, like, literally women are like, because well, they believe yeah because they believe it's their money yeah it <laughs> yeah. is their money and money equals power mm-hmm. but i really wish in schools they would teach people life planning mm-hmm. and financial literacy i feel like we do like everyone a huge disservice by not teaching those things or teaching them just so surface level like no yeah. let's let's actually help people like prepare school, to be though. successful it's now when you get out of college well, like now be when smarter. we need it but well, I'm saying like even like I didn't like in high school they're never gonna do that let's be honest they should but they're no. never gonna do it college I didn't go to college whatever but then started my business like I didn't even know the first year that I should have been doing quarterly taxes that I should have been in any type of industry that you're in they should do that and then mm-hmm. as an adult too bad it is not common knowledge to like Think about your finances and protect yourselves. It's like you learn about it when you're in a pickle or you're in a situation right. and you're like, oh crap, when I you're should have scrambling. done X, Y, and Z. Or that's when you find out about it when something hits the fan and you're like, crap, I need a backup plan or I need plan A or whatever it is. But yeah, I, I mean, like I said, not even in school, just like in general adulthood, like make this a thing amongst I your know. friends. Be like, girl, go learn, learn how to do this. But 
C'est la vie. Um, mm-hmm. But along these same lines, this is a perfect intro to what I want to talk to you about. Oh. Did you watch Southern Charm Reunion? Okay. Spencer. So I did watch the reunion. I hadn't actually watched the finale. Mm. So I don't know if it really mattered. I was in my hotel room and the um, reunion was on. I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll watch it. No, you don't need to have that. I mean, I saw it all, the rest of the season. I, I know what happened. And I heard the cunt heard around the world. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate so, that. The finale, obviously, I mean, this was a good season. And I think, I don't remember if we talked about it on the last show or if I privately talked to you or talked to a client. I don't even know who I talked to at this point. <laughs> Myself, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, but at, I was getting kind of to the point where I was like, okay, Olivia, give it up. Like, move on, whatever. But then I listened to the podcast with her on, um, was it Not Skinny But Not Fat? Or wasn't she on that one or Skinny Confidential? One of those. And then she always also was on Nick Viles. I listened to her on Vile Files. So she did a similar one. And me and some clients were talking about that. And it seemed like she kind of shared the same information. But there was a couple things that she had talked about. And the way that her timeline personally was put out there is so different than how the show kind of spun it. Like yeah. her and Austin actually dated for like eight months. She said it was a long time. And then, um, so really the context of Taylor being like, well, they didn't even have anything serious or whatever she said, you right. know, it was like, that's BS, you know, better. And then also, um, even if it was a situation ship where they never really like officially labeled it, mm-hmm. you know, Doesn't damn matter. good and well, if yeah. somebody is in a relationship with another person, like, and the fact that you lied about it, you knew you were doing something wrong. Correct. There you go, point blank. But um, but then she was saying how um, she was brought into the show from, like, Leva's side. Leva and Olivia's dad are, like, business partners. Okay. And everybody thought that she came on the show because of Austin. And she's like, no. They, he got to introduce me to the cast and, like, on the show, but that's not why I joined. Leva was like, hey, we need gotcha. more people. Can I put your name in? But anyway, all that to say... Once I like listen to that and then watch him back, I'm like, no, she, Taylor skirted around the whole thing the whole time mm-hmm. and then kept gaslighting Olivia whenever she wanted to hash it out. And it made Olivia look like she just kept dragging out. It's like, no, I want to move on, but you right. got to give me the facts. So well, that's then- just it. No matter how many times you apologize for something, if you're not still, if you're still not being forthcoming with the information, she didn't even the apologize. apology means nothing. It wasn't no, even she, real apologies though. It was more of, I'm sorry you looked at it. Da, da, da. I didn't mean, no, she lied about it. It wasn't yeah. even a real apology. It wasn't yeah. like, I'm so sorry that I didn't tell you the truth on what happened. This is, this is how it went down and I'm really sorry. And I know it's going to be hurtful, but this is how it went down. Yeah. She didn't ever do that. She just skirted away. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What do you want to, you, I'm going to move on. I've already apologized. No, you haven't you keep you keep saying you're sorry or I'm sorry you felt this way or I'm sorry Mm -hmm. her feelings and then going on the balcony and talking shit and then acting like you didn't do anything wrong these people need to move on right get out of here but the reunion I was like this is gonna be good I knew it was gonna be good Mm -hmm. and then (laughs) so I feel like the way Olivia handles herself under pressure is like top notch class act who is she because I could never Taylor. Neither could Taylor. No. We saw that during the reunion after she and Chet broke up. Well, that was like mm-hmm. so unhinged. But when Olivia sat there and Taylor was teasing what she wanted to say, and Olivia just was like, Do it. Okay. I know what yep. you do. I see what you're doing here. Go ahead and do it. You've been hanging on. I was like, No. And the way that she like went about that, I was like, Damn, girl, mic drop. Like, oh, yeah. She owned it and. She's so. Well, like, what are you gonna do? This person who you know now is not your friend Mm-mm, in any capacity, and she's just chomping on the bit to release this information. If you, if and she her didn't face when she said it, did oh, you yeah. not want to punch her in the oh, face? She. Everybody's was face had their floor so, was or their jaw was on the floor, and Taylor said it smug. such like a little five year old. It yep. was like, like when you really think you got something smug as shit. Like oh, she was so pleased with herself, which said everything about her. And I was like, she did not just have that face. And then everybody was like, I was like, oh boy. And then it didn't land the way she thought it was going to land. I mean, she really thought she did. Something oh yeah, to get people on her side. You know, thinking, oh no, I'm yeah. Bye. No, I hope. She skedaddles off this and goes to Southern Hospitality, whatever with her boyfriend. Also, if I was her boyfriend and I watched how she's fawning Wait, is over- her boyfriend on Southern Hospitality? Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. That show is mm-hmm. 
hot fire trash. It is. And they I were trying to make it on Vanderpump 2.0, and it's just not. Well, you know what? The though? cast Her is not. Leva is not. They're not it. I thought Leva did good on the reunion, though. I was like, okay, she's. She's doing good. Like, she wasn't really on the season. She's rarely ever there. And when no. she is, she stirs up a little shit and then backs. And she's gone. Also, Whitney not having to be there and, like, have to answer to some of this stuff is BS. I know he's a producer, but But, that's, but no. it's always been that way. It's he, BS. He know. picks and chooses which reunions he wants to show up to and whatever. He skirts out of there. I'm like, that ain't even fair. And then did you see the preview for this week's episode with, um, there's a, they released the first five minutes of it and- uh, God, the other new guy who was never on the show. JT, Rodrigo. Rodrigo. He come, yeah, Rodrigo's the, the gay one, right? Salt Pepper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He comes in and he is ripping into Olivia, taken up for Taylor. Wait, you're talking about on last, the part two? Yeah, did part two already happen? Yes, girl. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Never so, mind then. Oh, part two happened oh, and he I did. Have... And I was going to say, he's so okay. irrelevant. Get out of here. He was on the show for five minutes. Bye bye. And JT too. Like JT is trying so JT. hard to be relevant. And he did the same thing on part two. And you're like, buddy. There's some stop. TikTok tea on JT. I've been sending you some videos. Oh, you ha- I need to watch. Yeah. I haven't seen creep. any of them. Creep. Creep. Oh, he a creep. is a creep. And then the way, oh, you watch season. Go ahead and watch part two. The way he fawns over Taylor and like tr- keep trying to combat everybody. For- Get out of here. Oh, I'll here. have to watch it tonight. Oh, you got to watch it tonight. Um, What do we think about Shep's? Um, okay. So I've been dying to talk to you about this. Yes. I've been dying to talk to you about this. And it probably is going to be a hot, a hot take for some. Um, I feel like... You and I might have the same hot take. Okay. I feel like the way that the guys kind of shut him down made me really sad for him because I feel like for the first season ever, he was very emotional. He was more um, sentimental. He showed more emotion. And it, yeah. to me, and this is, again, outside looking in, and even part two, you'll see... He really seems like he's trying to be forthcoming and wanting people to keep him accountable. And I feel like him, I know people made fun of him saying, well, I'm not going to drink liquor. It's just going to be beer. That's kind of like the first step in him realizing he does have a Better problem. Better than nothing. Yes. But also I think that really right there shows that he like is actually wanting to try, you know, and I didn't, I love Craig. I do. Austin can kick rocks. I don't care for him. I never have. I've always I said still that. like Austin. I don't like I'm Austin. Sick. But, well, I mean, a lot of people do. I just, he doesn't do anything for me and never has. And the way that they like shut him down and they're like, we've already heard this. You may have, you may have heard it 15 times, but right. to me, it felt like that this was the first time that he's like publicly like shown emotion in his eyes. He's mm-hmm. not soulless and that he really does want to like make some, change. I think he knows he has to, something obviously yeah. went down. And in part two, also you'll see he's like very emotional with, the way he's like talking and wanting to make changes and even saying like, well, then maybe I do need new friends and maybe I do need new activities. And Andy was kind of like, there's something I think that went down that we don't know about. Well, I was going to say, I felt like this was the first season that we saw a really authentic Shep. Yeah. And it feels like he's battling some demons. Yeah. That we don't know about. Yeah, for sure. And I believe him. And I agree. Like, I think that, his friends saying, yeah, we've heard this before. We've heard this before. You, you absolutely have heard it before. Mm-hmm. We all heard, have. We've heard it That's before. That's what I said. We all have. Yeah. But there's something different in the way that he's carrying himself, the way that he's speaking to other people, the way that he handled conflict all season long. Mm-hmm. He didn't pop off and lose his shit the way he, he did like suffer- twice, but outside of that. Yeah. But I mean, compared to past seasons yeah. where it was like, it was just different. He's angry now. You can tell that his emotions, that's why he's like starting to lash. Remember when he just got mad and he just exploded? Yeah. It's like, like you said, he's dealing with something deeper. Yeah. And I agree. Like coming publicly and saying like, I want to, I'm ready to do this. He, ain't, I've yeah. never seen him do that. Have you? But I'm sorry. You poke <laughs> anybody, you poke the Dalai Lama enough and the Dalai Lama's going to crack. I mean, everybody has their breaking that's point. Right. And so I think like the, the couple times that we did see him kind of go back to like, the, the chef that we know mm-hmm. that is super reactive and volatile. Yeah. It was because he was being yeah. poked and prodded. And like you, you know. He also didn't address and deal. And he, I'm pretty sure he said this in part two. He didn't address and deal with the hurt and stuff from the Austin situation. He 
kind of yeah. put on a, a straight face and was Brushed like, okay, whatever. The rug. Yeah. And so it really did yeah. come out. And then, dang, I wish you would watch part two because he says some stuff. You can spoil Taylor, it for me. It's okay. Well, he, Gives Taylor a little hope, you know, acting like he, well, he did say that he regretted that situation and that mm-hmm. he um, has, he's like, I'd be lying if I didn't say I didn't have regret or think I messed up or something to that nature in her face. Again, Maybe if I were I her boyfriend. Maybe I did watch part two. I'm confused. When did Olivia, when did the, the Thomas Ravenel thing come out? The end of part one. Oh, Okay. Then and then that is all, that's all I saw then. Yeah. I didn't see. Cause that's two. when she walked I must've just seen like a clip then. They of, did the, you did, you said you saw the one for this week, but it was actually last week's clip for it. So you did see it. it. Okay. So, um, the way that Taylor though, when he said that my girl looking desperate, hanging on to every word, if I were her boyfriend, I'd be like, you know what? Like, this is clear to me that you're still wanting something with him. And I don't, but also I, I don't want them back together. I feel like he needs to cut ties well now that we've seen her true colors she ain't it for him no i agree i think she was the right girl for him for the time they were together i think Mm -hmm. he had a lot of growth because of her oh and i think that was i was gonna say that to me really stood out so he is addressing head-on his feelings i guess Mm -hmm. and that's why he's emotional he's not covering them up anymore yeah who knows behind the scenes a 40 something year old man who's Swallowed his, uh, there I you looked go. it up. Who's swallowed his emotions and you know never really like fully expressed himself and you know mm-hmm. misbehaved and thought he could just be cute his whole life and it's like well he used alcohol yeah, for so long yeah. for that and it and, seems like he's not doing that right now and who knows what else and it's like well, okay well yeah. of course when he starts to allow himself to like feel those emotions and express Look himself what happens like, you cry <laughs> but yeah like yeah. it's gonna. It's also like he's trying to figure out what to do with those feelings because well, he has, yeah, because yeah. he hasn't had to feel them for so yeah, long. I agree. I think that's exactly it. That's what I was going to say. He's feeling things now. He's feeling hurt. He's feeling pain. He's feeling pressure. He's feeling mm-hmm. sadness. Like when he talks about everybody having stuff and he doesn't have anything, and then I'm pretty sure it was in part two where Andy was like, you know, maybe you need new friends and you need new hobbies or you need new hobbies with these friends. Your friendship's going to look different. Maybe that's where you out, like you start looking and he did say, yeah, maybe I do need to, you can see, or maybe I'm being fooled. There's like a lot of hurt in his eyes and there's a lot of realization that I feel like I see when he's talking about it. And I was so sad in that. And then Andy at the end, they do their cheers and he had like a non-alcoholic one Mm -hmm. for Shep. So I feel like, we're seeing something already put into motion with him. Yeah. And he, cause we got to think this stuff airs a lot later too. Sometimes this season than yeah. what we see at real time. And maybe we've, we've missed a few months of him being sober. And cause you know, he back in the fall was like at a game in Atlanta, I think. And it circulated that he was being a douche in the, um, I think it was Atlanta. And he was like yelling stuff in the gift shop and they were like, they kicked him out. And so it's well, like, well, and you got to figure they're talking about all this shit that went down in BravoCon. BravoCon was November. Yeah. So su- supposedly uh, there was a couple different things that I had heard. Um, nobody like really had a true clear picture. Uh-huh. Um, but I guess he was just like belligerent and he left his phone somewhere. And then some of the attendees like called like I guess found a number I don't know if they called Craig they called somebody and said like hey we've got this phone whatever and when they met he like screamed at them and was like not didn't say thank you was like super rude that was one of several instances I heard I also heard that he disappeared nobody could find him yeah I heard that and then he was like in some random hotel room Mm -hmm. I heard that version but who knows and maybe it really did scare him and maybe it scared his friends and maybe it scared people enough to say fix this yeah. or like we're done with you because Craig put his foot down and Craig was like literally telling him like we love you and we want to be friends with you and they even said in the part two like I think it was Austin actually that he was like I don't know what a friendship looks like without you but it has to change and they're not yeah. wrong I mean I get it but the fir- the I don't know part one it felt so like not turning their back on him but like I know that they're over it but it's like y'all come on he seems so like defeated yeah like wanting Mm -hmm. to do this change but i I hope that for him i think craig 
I I don't I don't see Craig turning his back. No, on him. I don't think so. Ever. I I know. I think Craig has. He's being a hard ass right now. Yes, but you know, behind closed doors, Craig is so sentimental, and there's no way that I think he would do that. But I do Very think they're loyal. probably all like Craig, get it together. Craig was recently on the Good Guys podcast, uh-huh. and he was talking about his own sobriety. Yeah, and um, he's using this app. I guess that like retrains your brain on its relationship with alcohol. And so he's like, I really am not drinking. He's like, I don't drink liquor anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, it, Mm -hmm. it, it sounded like it kind of resembled the journey that Shep is on. So Mm -hmm. it was interesting because I was listening to that podcast on the way to Charleston. And then when I was there, I watched the reunion part one where then Shep is talking about how he's not drinking liquor. And I was like, Hmm. I clocked it, you know, yeah. I was like, oh, interesting. But I could very much see Craig being the type of friend that would go along yeah. on like a journey like that with yeah. him as like a show of support. Yeah. No, so, I don't think, I think Craig would be a really good, Craig is also older than Austin. And so he's a little bit more mature. I feel is like. He? Mm-hmm, I Wait, how so. old's Austin? I don't know. <laughs> Let's look it up. Let's look it up right now. Like you're definitely younger. He is. I know Austin's young. Isn't Austin still in his like 20s? Like late twenties, maybe. I thought Austin and Craig were pretty similar in age. Oh. I could be wrong though. Well, they don't act like it. So. Well, none oh wow, of them, he, none of them act their age. No, they don't. You're right. He is June. Ew, his birthday is literally exactly a month. Um, before <laughs> June sixteenth for everybody. And his mom's name is Wendy. <sighs> get out of here. Why do we have so many similarities? <laughs> if you don't get off my arm, we're gonna have a fight. Maggie will not stop trying to get my arm. What is her problem? Um. She was just Weird. making love to my toes. Love that. Yeah. Um, but Austin to me, okay, you're going to die when I tell you this. Shep is 34. Get out of here. Shep isn't 34. That's what it says. No, Shep. 1989. No, Shep was 34 on the first season. I'm telling you every single thing right now on Wikipedia, Google, February 9th, 1989. I agree. I thought he was like. Shep? Oh, I'm sorry. Craig. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way. No, I look Shep up. He is definitely 43. Craig, I believe, I thought Craig was my age, but I thought Craig was like our age. Okay, actually, Shep is 44 now. Same as other birthday. Okay. Okay, so Shep's 44. Craig is 34, Mm -hmm. which I feel like that's false. I feel like he's older. I know. I thought Craig was 36 and that Austin was younger, but whatever. Either way. So how old's Austin? 36. Craig is 34. Oh, okay. Which is wild. I would have never guessed by their actions. <laughs> Austin to me just has like a younger F boy. Like, I don't know. He gets on my nerves. But anyway, Craig, I definitely think would be there for a shop. Yeah. And I hope he is because I feel like they have such a great long term friendship. I How also, do you feel about Paige? I want to know. I was just going to tell you, <sighs> I've turned a corner. You like her? I do. I think I've turned a corner on Paige. Listen, there are some things that she says or does that I'm like, but I really think it's a facade. No, it definitely is a facade. But I kind of, it's like her character and I, I kind of, I'm turning a page on Paige. Um, And I actually, I think I like them together. Well, everyone's always said that it's her tough girl facade because behind closed doors, apparently she like is way more into Craig. I had heard that she's She's, way more into Craig than what you, you see on the show. And I was like, okay, whatever. But this whole like bad girl, like pick me girl energy. I, I don't love that. She definitely carries pick me girl energy, but I've seen enough, like just like little behind the scenes clips or like heard podcasts with them. And She's much yeah. softer. Yeah. Not on TV. I, I, yeah. I'm kind of. I'm Maybe turning. I need to pay closer attention, but I'm just not. She's very <sighs> bland I'm, I'm to turning me. turning turning a corner. All right. Well, it's okay. that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> maybe I just, I don't We're united. Love... We're united on Taylor. Yeah. I just don't And love Olivia. Craig I thought and... Olivia was boring as shit the first season. Now I am, I am team Olivia. No, I love I her. still think she's a little, a little boring. But I think it's only because she's very normal and she's not unhinged and normal sometimes doesn't translate to TV. That is 100% what it Mm -hmm. is. And I feel like in the real world, the real life of what happens, I feel like we got to see a very crystal clear picture of who she is as a person through Mm -hmm. the whole season. Like Mm -hmm. she was not unhinged. She held it together. And she even said on the podcast that I listened to. She was like, you were so well, you handled everything so well. She's like, did I though? Like at the end, you really see me explode. And 
as anybody would. Anybody's going to oh, hit a breaking point yeah. and be like, F you, stop telling me I need to stop. You be quiet. Let me have, you know, no, the I answers. Loved it. So I feel like she, behind closed doors, we really got to see how she operated in a friend life and a friendship. And I think she's great. And like you said, she's not unhinged. So she's not the best reality TV when it comes to like dated, like each episode. Yes. But she's a great friend to have. And that's how... um Cam was kind of like that. She kind of stayed out of the limelight. She was a little bit more outgoing with the guys, but she was like a voice of reason in a lot of ways until she wasn't, which was really fun too, yeah. you know? But I think Olivia is great. And Olivia, I'm in Charleston a couple times a month. Get so lunch. get lunch. If you want to grab coffee, whatever. Well, she's been love doing be it up in Texas with her man. So her parents live there now. And so she's been there a lot. So who knows what that looks like for her? We'll invite, um, Brooke's new best friend. I already forgot his name. Who? I want to say Chase Rice, but it's not it. I don't even know who you're talking about. The guy from, oh my God, why can't I think of his name? John B. Chase Stokes. Oh, Chase Stokes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Kelsey Ballerini. Like, we'll all That's go right. out to lunch. Yasha, you are you are rubbing elbows with the big guys. I can't even believe you're going to my house. I know. I mean, I'm That's a okay. peasant. <laughs> I'll never forget you. You know what? Don't forget me while I'm down here, girl. Just throw I, me a bone know, every now and then. That's why I broke my tooth, to keep me humble. Good. Mm -hmm. Just to stay on my level. Yeah, I was like, you That's know right, what? You toothless bitch. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of me. <laughs> I said, I got to fit in with these North Carolina people still. Lose a tooth. You want to fit in, y'all? Pull your tooth. Lose a Welcome tooth. Welcome to North Carolina. What's your dream, baby? Okay, speaking of um, missing teeth. Wow, that was oh. some kind of segue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you, What are your thoughts? What are What's your take on the um, Gypsy Rose of it all? Oh. <sighs> But why is this missing teeth? Because her mom. Because all her teeth got pulled. Because oh. her mom got Dennis to pull all her teeth. Oh, it's like a whole thing. Minor details. Okay. Yeah. So her story really intrigued me. So I remember, didn't you bring her up like a long time ago? Yeah. Like well, I followed it like real time. Like I remember okay. the Facebook posts going up. So I remember when, when you she like, said the you bitch got, is dead. Yes. I remember when you were like, oh my God, this girl, Gypsy Rose. I was like, who? And then I kind of forgot about her. And then she obviously resurfaced because mm -hmm. her prison sentence. Da, da, da. So then I start researching this. I'm going to tell y'all something. Our court system really failed her because oh, this is the thing. Everybody failed her. She, right. She, but mostly because she spent nine years. She spent nine of the 10 years of her sentence behind bars. Excuse you. And I didn't even watch her special yet, but okay. I understand she committed murder and that she needed to pay for that. But at the same time, psychologically, is she all there? Because someone has literally, your mother has emotionally, mentally, and physically abused you yeah. your whole life, yeah. lied to you, told you, like she didn't even know how old she was. She didn't even know anything about herself. And then you put somebody like that, that snaps, that damn snaps and has every right to snap on her mom. But then also her man got life that did it. And I was like, oh, that sucks. So he was like the one that actually did it. But then why'd they have to do it when she died? Like then y'all went in the room and you did it. Get out of here with that. Well, Okay, so here's Gypsy's take on that. So, okay, I am a huge follower of the Gypsy Rose saga. Okay. Um, I think she I she had to serve time. She had to go to prison. So I'm saying, like, but a year maybe. Mm, I I disagree. I do think even though I am like all for Gypsy Rose now, be a fucking influencer, like do your thing, girl, like live your best life. Yeah. She was, she speaks with such clarity and comprehension. There's no way, even though, yes, there was a lot of trauma there and she was definitely mentally stunted. Yeah. There's no way that I believe that she wouldn't think to pick up the phone and call her father, call her stepmom. Oh, I'm not saying that she didn't know call, what she did. Call the police, and, call the doctor. I'm, no. I'm saying like, yes, we all have our breaking points, but there were other ways that she could have gone about trying to get away from her mom that she didn't take. She took someone who she knew was mentally ill yeah. and she heard his kinks and the things that he wanted to do um, and figured out how she could manipulate those to get her out of the situation. See, I she didn't was know in. that part, but so she, how do you know that she said that? Yeah. She was like, I got me somebody to do it for me. I mean, <gasps> God. 
in so many words, I mean, she yeah. she acknowledged that she knew he was sick. Mm-hmm. She's acknowledged that many times. Okay. And so basically his fantasy, what he told was he wanted to kill someone and have sex Se- with their corpse. Okay. So when they made this plan, the he said he wanted to have sex with her mom's I body. Did, okay, I did read that. Ugh, she yeah. said absolutely not. Okay. And then... Um, that is why she agreed. He said, okay, if I can't rape your mom, then I get to rape you is what he said to her. Okay. According to Gypsy. Sure. So that is why they had sex after he killed her mom. Okay. That, that makes was me feel better of, that she was the agreement. Okay. Is that she, yes, he okay. got to play out this fantasy, which is just that makes me really feel a little sick. bit better than about her that she wasn't like so excited about it. But that being said, I I one hundred percent think she knew that she was like coherent enough to kill her mom. I feel like the the reason that she was failed in my opinion, like in that situation, is yeah, she killed somebody or like had someone killed. Mm-hmm. Whatever you premeditated this, like you yeah. thought this thing through, you guys planned it. You you absolutely have to pay for that. Yeah, but. Through a psych evaluation, even if she's coherent, there's a lot of serial killers or mentally ill people that are super smart, super quick witted. Damn, I don't even know my name sometimes. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever. So it's like, I don't think that is any indication that she knew, like the bigger picture of it all. I think she needed a lot of damn therapy. I think, again, everybody has a snapping point. And even though she like premeditated murder to her mother, yes, there were other steps she could have taken. She could have gotten out of this. I mean, I saw a meme that was like, I would have told my mom, you hit me one more time, I'm going to stand up in this wheelchair at the family reunion. I'm going to really set you off. Like, I'm going to stand up and walk. (laughs) But listen, but that is, but that's why she was charged or sentenced to 10 years and not life in prison. You know know. what I mean? Yes, but but that's a lot. Also, the state of Missouri doesn't have an accessory to murder charge. Mm. So that's why she got second degree murder um, is because technically she was an accessory, but... They don't have that as like an official charge, I guess. Right. Um, so like by record, she's a murderer, mm-hmm. but she's been careful to like clarify in her yeah. interview. She was like, I'm an accessory to right. murder. Like, did well, yeah, I play a hand it. in my mother's death? Absolutely. Now, here's the one thing that has come up recently. I've got to watch her, her that documentary. I, it's great. Okay, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. And then I'll give you another take, but go ahead and thank you. Tell me what. Um, there, I already knew pretty much all of her story, but there were things that came out that Mm -hmm. she shared in the documentary that I was like, fuck that I did not know. Oh, so the, so her DD was stabbed 17 Mm -hmm. times. Yeah. She went to bed, right? Like she went to sleep. She was asleep. Yeah. And then that's when they did it. Yes. Okay. So she was stabbed 17 times. He admitted right away that he did it. I mean, there was no, he just, he was very forthcoming. Once they got caught, he was very forthcoming. He was honest. He gave every detail correct. I mean, like totally. I mean, that was a fantasy. So he's probably like super excited to brag about it. Probably. Totally straightforward. However, in all of this, you know, confession, he's adamant that he stabbed her four times. Oh, so the question is the other 13 times gypsy maybe. So that is one theory is that he gave the initial blows and she got to come in and let her steam off. Oh. Um, in which case is she just as pathological as her well, mom? That's what I was going to say. Or, yeah, or I mean. is it possible that in the, the, you know, frenzy and, whatever sexual energy he got off of this did he black out after the first few and not realize it but yeah yeah, she was stabbed 17 times yes he's adamant that he stabbed her four oh my god i mean that's but see then i mean we'll never know we'll never know and that's when it's a situation of okay if that's the case and she did participate then I don't know. Saying you're going to do something and doing something is very different, right? Like yeah. actually following through shows a different level of, um, I don't know the word aggression, whatever. So that would definitely be a different opinion on like a, tr- a sentence of something, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I honest to God could never even plot to kill. There's nobody that I hate that much. And I've 
I, I guess lived a sheltered life then in, in that case, you know, no, no but one, like her, I, if I had been in her situation and I'm known saying, like, and found out, she said that even she didn't find out she didn't actually have cancer until she was already in prison. What? Like all that time, like after she was already arrested. Um, okay. Then who has done like meta, like you said, she checks out, right? Like coherent. She's like, there ain't no way she's normal in a way. Uh, uh, I'm telling you, you need to listen to her interview on the vile files. Okay. It was the first interview she did outside of prison, like yeah. long format. I'm like pissed more- she didn't respond to our DM. We slid right on in. <laughs> Bitch. She, we, she had 4 million followers when we slid in and she's up to like, what, eight? Ain't no way she's going to see so our message rude. now. I'm going to bump it. So rude. But <laughs> I'm, bump it. I'm like, hello. We love you, Gypsy Rose. Come on. Gypsy Rose. Take, take me home. home. Heather McMahon doing that. Did you see her her story? Uh-uh. They Not did a whole. Singing. Oh, my God. They did a whole song to Gypsy Rose. Take uh-huh. me home. It was really funny. Uh, now, that is an interview I would also like to yeah. see. But anyways, she went on Vile Files. And she did a section of it, most of it by herself. And then her husband came on, Ryan, mm. and joined the conversation. Okay. And I was just like really enthralled with how well she normal they both were and how well adjusted she seemed and how normal she seemed. And you can and she's she's very, very self aware Mm -hmm. now either she is a complete psychopath Mm -hmm. you know sociopath whatever Mm -hmm. and knows how to manipulate people very very well which could be because she she grew up with nine years in prison she grew up with some type of defense mechanism i would have been acting real crazy but it also seems that she's she's self-aware in a way where she knows she's fucked up and she's got a lot of work to do and is going to be in therapy forever and yeah. has been in therapy and started therapy in prison and like said that she she knew she didn't want like her experience to be in vain so like her because he asked her he was like so are you going to be like an influencer now and she was like I mean she was like I guess I kind of am whether I want to or not oh you're in the public eye girl, yeah friend. she was like but I don't she's like I want to like use my experience for good. Like I yeah. want to work on reform. She was like, I want to educate people on Munchausen's by proxy and help um, medical practitioners like learn to identify the the yeah. signs better and whatever. And she was like, because the system failed me. Many systems failed me. And I yeah. want to work. I want that to be my life's mission is to work to make sure this doesn't happen to anybody else. You know what I would have linked the first thing when I got out of prison? <laughs> Some jumpsuits, a black and white stripe. <laughs> For like casual days. Yeah. And then, you know, classic orange for, you know, fancier days or vice versa. I would have done some, I would have been messing with people so much, but you know what? That's a good point. So in prison, obviously she had a lot of time. I'm sure she did self-reflect. I'm sure she played out over and over and over again. And that's also why she probably has a lot of clarity now. Imagine you have all day, every day of your life for nine years or whatever to sit and think and dissect and process and sit and think and process and nine years of your life through your your 20s and early 30s which like if you think about like yourself like your 20s and your early 30s mm. how much growth and development and changing yeah learning who you really are did you do during that time it's like okay well she's going through the the same things because of just the age and your your natural life progression right but and your she brain has is literally changing. all the time in the world to think about it and think about the person she wants to be and how she can you know yeah. heal from the things that damaged her in the past and not let those things define her and how she's going to move forward and actually put some good into the world and yeah. it's like but gypsy we're gonna still need you to be in therapy baby girl you're doing really you're sounds doing like great she, sweetie but you need to stay sounds like she wants to be in it forever and then she and ryan also do couples therapy which nice. i thought was so they're okay proactive. i'm telling you all right now if you're listening to this I mean, don't like stop listening to this, but go listen to the Vile Files episode when we're done. with her because it was exceptional. And then watch her, um, the documentary that you can, it's on Amazon Prime. You got to pay for it. Oh, it's I not have, free. No, I have Amazon Prime. But hold but, on. She did one on Netflix too. It's not the same. Um, I don't think it's the same. Oh, okay. All right. Well, whatever. I'm gonna watch them all. And then I'll tell you. But, um. 
it it's just very insightful. So I'm I'm gonna need everybody to like listen okay. and watch those, and then let me know, um, your thoughts. But I was gonna say something else about the um, bio file. Oh, oh, so one of the he is just a great interviewer. Mm-hmm. I really think he is just so good at what he does, and he's got a way of asking people questions that are really thoughtful, and it doesn't feel like a real formal no, yeah, I like his interview setting. Style. And anyways, he, he asked her questions that she, even she was like, nobody's actually asked me that before. Like, and one of the questions he asked her, he was like, well, n- he just made a point. He was like, in a way he was like, you were kind of free in prison. Yeah. She said but that like, was the most free she like, ever felt. Yeah. But like now you're really free. And he was like, he was like, as odd as it sounds, he was like, that had to be difficult to form like a community and relationships on your own accord for the first time in your life. And now you're being pulled away, not by choice. Right. And like, you have to start all over. And he was like, do you want to stay in prison? But he's like, we don't think of, we think of prison as just that prison. But for you, it was like your first taste of freedom. And she talked Mm -hmm. a lot about that. And Mm -hmm. it was just very interesting. And it, it, well, it is. And I saw a quote where she had said like, when I went to prison, that was the most free I had ever felt because her mom obviously yeah. wasn't there telling her who she was, what she was doing, all the things, just whatever. And it's crazy too, like as a parent, you know, your parent is supposed to be, and, and if not both of them, hopefully both of them, but if not both, then one, right? Mm-hmm. Where you genuinely have your best interest at heart, a kid's best interest at heart, and you are molding them to being a good person and to want to see them succeed. Imagine her mom, the person that should have been like, doing these things for her, like telling her you're sick, you're this, like literally, I can't even imagine the mental capacity that that would have taken to like process in prison. And then again, like he said, then you have freedom, so to speak of being able to make friends or talk about yourself, talk about whatever you want without someone there saying, no, that's not. And also she didn't know a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. The girl didn't even know a lot. Like you're literally having someone be like, she was so sheltered from everything. Right. And lied to like there, people had to have conversations with her. Like, well, actually this is how old you are. And this is, you know, this is this and you're, Mm -hmm. you're not sick and you don't have cancer and you don't have this. And guess what? You can walk in. You can like all these things that she had been lied about. Like, that alone would have taken me about two years. Like, let me process oh, yeah. some things and then I'll get back to you. But I don't know. I just can't imagine. And then I guess, like you said, Nick said, like, then what? Now you got to leave? Now I got to leave my friends? Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. She could have did some bad behavior, I guess. But, but catch like, a little bit more time. But think about it. Like, I actually feel like it did her such a service. Yeah. Because think yeah. about like when you're a kid, right? Well, you didn't go to college but you got freedom right after high school yeah and it's like you kind of go buck wild right when like you just you go from feeling like you know you have all these rules and things you have to abide by any 18 year old is gonna feel that and then all of a sudden you have all this freedom so imagine her coming from the position she was in if she had just all of a sudden been free from her mom and gone out into the world and gotten to like no I actually feel like prison probably did it probably did so many favors a lot of people are (laughs) arguing that right now they're like you know Prison really did, and and like I said, I'm going to double down. I think that the system did fail her in the length of time, but but also, like, I obviously don't have all the facts, so I don't know what it should have looked like for her. I feel like it was really aggressive with nine years, but on the flip side, people are saying that. They're like, it was actually good for her because she was forced to think about things, process things, come to terms with things, really sort through a lot of feelings. Learn how to exist in a community, like... In a confined space yeah. where you can't be unhinged and unsupervised and you got to process a lot of things that had gone on in a space that kept you safe kept others safe kept mm-hmm. you you know and it confined so it's like yeah I mean that probably was a service for her in itself because it allowed her to do these things because lord knows I mean she might have went to 7-eleven and been like I'm getting these Cheetos and if you think I'm not I'm gonna kill you or whatever Cheetos. but I don't know. It, it it's wild. It's a wild story. It really is. Mm-hmm. But I I will watch the the stuff because I'm curious. I mean, that's. But then, man, it, 
four times, 17 times. Like what? I don't know. I feel like killers like rage, you know, they kill rage. I've never done that before and don't ever (laughs) want to, but you know, when you're in the moment, people say that all the time when you're in the moment and you black out and you're literally just going to town, going ham on somebody's back. You don't know. Well, that's what I mean. Like I, I just don't, I don't know if I believe that she could have gone in there and done it. I think it's more likely. And she probably would have said something, right? Like, don't you think after all of this, she'd probably be like, well, damn, you know what? I did pick that knife up. No, because she could still be charged with it. Oh, she can? Yeah, she could be charged with first degree murder. Oh, yeah, 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 but... So she'll never, know. she'll never tell She's us. She's taking she it did. to her grave. Yeah. I we'll don't know. Ne- we'll, we'll never know. But I got, got to say, like, I, listen to the Vile Files podcast okay. first, because I listened to that and it gave me like, I, I don't know, like a whole different viewpoint of Gypsy. I didn't like. You like humanized p- her almost? Yes. Yeah, well, point, I didn't pity her. Yeah. I was like, oh, or think of her as this like invalid mm-hmm. adult who is stunted from all her mom's torture. Like, no, she's a grown ass woman. Very. Girl, think about people in your day to day life that go through some bull crap and they turn out to be just fine. Yeah. You know, I mean, not that extreme, but people go through stuff. I don't think just because you go through trauma means that you're forever broken. You know, well, not everyone's Britney Spears. No, but heart, just. But the the degree of for sure no hers is an extreme case but think about day to day think about the things that happen to the average person and they still overcome that and obviously it's an effort it's a work in progress but it just people can still be great people when shitty things happen to them you know and maybe she'll maybe she will maybe she'll get in the world and she'll shed light on the things that she needs to and they want some kids right she wants Mm -hmm. some kids all right, well, she might have trust issues with her children, but she's like, you're never allowed to stand behind me, ever. <laughs> Sleep with one eye open. Right. Just in case old Dee Dee doesn't send an angel down, old demon. But I don't know. I'll have to watch it and see. And I'll listen to, I like his podcast too, so I'll have to yeah. listen and see what I. Um. Okay, well, you guys were coming with assignments. So you've got the Gypsy Rose stuff. That's right. Um, you better this watch This is going to be the last, well, yeah, we got to watch the season finale. I meant. Of- you got to watch the oh I do reunion yes, yeah. yes, yes um it's the last week to read January's um book club, club book mm. the golden couple I finished it I did too I'm really excited to talk about it so we'll Me get too. those questions up um so you guys can start thinking about the conversations and call into the hotline yes and y'all talk call about us stuff. so we can talk about it and we want to play your voicemail yes so be in good service or like connect to wi-fi don't be sending it and I want to it do, don't do that Y'all gotta, if you need to replay your message, Usable. make sure it's clear. We want to, we want to, yeah, we want to play it. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to leave the people with? Hopefully next Mm-mm. week I don't have a lisp. I can you open know my mouth. You did great. You did Thank really you. good. So, all right, cool. <laughs> it's been real, it's been fun, but it has definitely been real fun. <laughs> Love you, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Basically Famous, available on YouTube and anywhere you can listen to podcasts. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate us five stars, and leave us some words of affirmation. And don't forget to call or text the hotline at 919-867-6776 for your chance to be basically famous. XOXO!